Welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. The SCORE Innovation Podcast channel sheds light on evolving consumer needs in life and health and property and casualty reinsurance and connects them to global ecosystems. You can subscribe to the channel on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of all our new exciting content. Welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast channel for a new property and casualty episode. My name is Beva Collison, Head of Marketing for the Americas, and I have the pleasure to welcome back Philippe Moulin, CEO of DriveQuant, a French leading telematics company, and Graham Johnson, Product Development and Innovation Manager at SCORE. For this second episode on telematics, we will be focusing on eco-driving. You can find the first episode focusing on distracted driving by subscribing to the channel. Philippe and Graham, hi, and thank you both for joining us again today. Hi there, Sveva. Thank you for um, inviting us for part two of this discussion. My name is Graham Johnson. I work in the innovation area of SCORE. And over the last few months, I've been working very closely with Philippe and his company to develop a, a new proposition for our students, which allows them to offer uh, telematic services to, to their motor customers. I, I'm very pleased to, to welcome Philippe uh, back for this uh, second part of our discussion. Thank you for joining us today, Philippe. Perhaps you could just uh, briefly introduce yourself and your company uh, in case people must miss the first episode. Hello, Graham. Thank you. My name is Philippe. So my, my background is mostly technical. I have a, a PhD in applied mathematics. I used to work for the automotive industry for many years in a research institute called IFPEN, and I founded uh, DrivePoint in 2017 when working on um, connected vehicle and uh, on the analysis of driving data, mostly for eco-driving purposes. Now the company is focused on the motor insurance industry and we are helping insurance uh, companies launch uh, connected programs and we are specialized in uh, smartphone-based tele telematics. So we, we use the smartphones to collect driving data and to coach the drivers in prevention programs. So there's so much we could talk about, but if we just look at the, the two objectives of your company, which are indeed uh, very aligned with the objectives of SCORE, one is improving road safety uh, and the other one is reducing the environmental impact of mobility. And it's that second one we're going to talk about a bit today. And I think we need to begin by kind of understanding the terminology. So one of the features of the DriveQuant app that uh, SCORE is promoting is uh, eco-driving. So Philippe, I'm sure many people will have different views and thoughts about what eco driving could mean. I think perhaps it would be good if you could start by just saying in, in terms of drive point, what, what you understand or what you intend by eco-driving. Yeah, so it, it's very important to define the words and to be clear what we are speaking about. So eco-driving, basically the definition, it's uh, the, the adoption of a series of gestures or behaviors on the road in order to reduce the consumption of fuel and therefore the CO2 emissions. There are several ways of doing this. One is just simple thing like taking care of the maintenance of your vehicle. 
but also try not to use the air conditioning while you open the windows, things like that. So you can reduce the energy consumption with simple gesture. And the, the other one, and the one on which we focus mostly in drive quant is the, the driving behavior. So the dynamics behavior of your, your vehicle. If you anticipate the braking of your vehicle, when, when your vehicle stops, for example, you will use less energy. And so you are able to reduce the environmental impact of your driving behavior. And this impact is significantly larger, not only when it comes to the ecological benefits, but also there's a link with the accidents. So it has a social impact as well as an environmental one. Yeah, I think that's a topic we have long debated. And it's one of these things that insurance companies need to really come to terms with in terms of pricing for motoring. But if we look at the kind of environmental aspects, how can we the impact of uh, the different driving behaviours be estimated? For instance, do we know how much fuel could be saved by changing the way we drive? Yeah, so uh, how much are we speaking about? So what we estimate, but based on the measurements, is that the maximum improvement you can achieve is something like 20 to 30%, depending on the trips. And what we measured, we achieved as improvements is something like 7 to 10%. So when you implement an eco-driving incentive program, this is the kind of results you can reach. So I think the message is get ready for some really in-depth data analysis. So perhaps you could just unpack for us a little bit about what factors impact this, whether it's 30% or whether it's 10% saving. It is a little bit complex. The impact is not as significant when you drive on a highway, okay, where the driver's behavior has a limited influence. Basically on a highway, you have a, a constant speed and it's difficult to improve that in terms of energy efficiency, okay? Because the, the, the acceleration and the braking phase happen less often and basically your energy consumption will mostly depend on the velocity you have. You can have an impact on your energy consumption, but this will have an impact on um, your trip duration. So for example, if you reduce your speed from 130 kilometers per hour to down to 110, you will save something like 20% of energy consumption, but your trip will be longer. Okay. But what we are looking at also, and maybe this is where your behavior is more important is in, in urban environment where you're always changing speed and just the impact of your driving behavior can have a big influence on your energy consumption, even if you do not change the total duration of your trips. And in France or in countries similar to France, highway traffic is only 30% of the total traffic. So if you just change the velocity on motorway, you cannot have an impact on more than that. So it is very important to try to do something also for urban driving environments. Okay, so that leads us obviously to ask to, for, for you to explain a little bit more about driving in urban environments and, and what kind of driving behaviour we're talked about, because some people just think, well, I get in the car and I go, especially if it's an automatic car, I just drive away and 
what I do doesn't really impact the uh, the fuel consumption, but that isn't true, is it? You can improve your fuel consumption even if you do, don't change the duration of your trip. So, for example, it's very important to have quite strong acceleration when you start to move. You should not reach a velocity that is too high, but try to maintain your speed as long as possible and anticipate the braking. Okay, so it's less aggressive than many driving behaviors. And if you manage to adopt this kind of driving behavior, then you, you don't change the time of driving, but you can have a significant improvement savings on fuel consumption. Okay, so if you had a, a magic wand and you were able to cast the spell over the drivers, what would their ideal behavior look like in urban uh, settings? So the ideal behavior in an urban environment, it's a first phase of sharp acceleration followed by constant speed under 30 kilometers per hour, or it's the order of magnitude. And then you have to anticipate the braking until a smooth stop. So th there's a quite interesting experiment that has been done by the French post office, for example, that showed that drivers that had been trained in eco-driving managed to collectively save 5% of fuel, but also reduce 10% the number of accidents and claims. So th there's a link between the two. It's not the same thing, but there's a link. So it's uh, glo globally, it's virtuous. So this is just what was measured during working hours but the trained eco-drivers uh, would most likely also adapt some of these driving habits in their personal vehicle as well, uh, with, with, which multiplies the effects. And our own research, when, when we analyze smartphone telematics da data, we have measured that we can reach 8% improvement in urban context and up to 12% in higher speed roads. The, the average impact on the data we analyze is something like 10% fuel savings when you multiply by the number of drivers in France. It, it can be huge. It can be very significant. So what role do you think insurers should or could play in encouraging different driving behaviors? How can we in the insurance industry begin to support this transition to more ecological driving? What I think is the role of the insurers can be very important. Without insurance, the cars would not drive. And it's the best interest of the insurer to support their customers and to coach them in eco-driving because, of course, as we saw, the results can be huge. And one action they can implement is to convince the drivers of the benefits to adopt eco-driving. The motivation, the motivation for change is always hard at first. And if there's no incentive, the drivers don't change their behavior. But the insurance companies really have a role in that. And many options exist. It can be free coaching for drivers. And in this case, it's possible to measure the impact, to measure the improvement in terms of CO2 emissions. But also there's a correlation with uh, prevention programs using smartphone telematics. Yeah, just picking up on that then, I mean, telematics has been around for you know, 
20 odd years and it's beginning to increase in popularity but it hasn't taken off quite as fast as some people might like to and yet when we we discuss some of the findings today and the advantages to the the driver to the insurance company to the reinsurer and also to society at large and um, what what do you see really as the main challenges in adopting and and making this technology more widely available it really has become more of a question of interest or willingness to adopt smartphone telematics. Smartphone telematics is much less expensive and easier to deploy than previous technologies like telematics boxes, which sometimes required professional installation. It's easy to start using it because the, the technology is already in use as a way of not just collecting data, but also providing coaching via smartphone and therefore launching prevention programs. So what we think in DrivePoint is that smartphone telematics is really very interesting opportunity for insur insurers to take an active role in the energy transition and to work on their environmental footprint. And this is in line with societal expectations. And this is really one of the mission we are trying to achieve in the company. Yeah, thank you, Philippe. I, I think SCORE wants to join you on that mission. We too are concerned about helping the environment and really the technology is there. It's a matter, as you say, of interest, of willingness. And I think uh, our partnership promotes, hopefully, uh, adoption of uh, te more telematics systems for with insurers. So thank you, Philippe, for taking part today. Thank you for sharing the information and the research. And we continue this journey together. Thank you again. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Graham and Philippe, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this series on telematics, and we hope to have you back soon on the channel for more discussions on progress in this field. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to us today. You can subscribe to the SCORE Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform, and be our first listener to new releases. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode.